0: I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back with more of season five. Chris, how are you today? Are you feeling spooky today, Chris? I'm feeling
1: spooky. I'm feeling Shakespearean. I'm feeling like I'm haunted by the sins of my my lineage
0: are you feeling Not like past, all of the color lineage. has been drained out of your out of the world and you're just a, yeah. a gray ghost floating through the halls of camelot's castle i feel like
1: if i took back if i look back as i le- as i'm leaving the veil just <sighs> now like
0: it's gonna release ghosts you know what i mean like just, that's
1: where i'm at i'm at the precipice of the veil that's where i feel like i'm at mentally
0: just like uh one of our favorite songs boys of summer uh don't look back you can never look back just like just like don henley wrote it but it's cool that they played it in this uh, it, was, it was it inter- quite a crossover. I was not expecting the Boys of Summer. Spe- specifically the Bat for Lashes version. I thought that was an, an interesting touch that they included yeah, here in the 2012 sure. episode of uh, Berlin. Before we get into the main part of the episode, we want to say thank you to all of our patrons. We've had uh, kind of an influx lately. That's been really, really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, shout out. Uh, so thank you so much. If you want to join up, you can do so. Uh, it's super cheap. Somebody told me the other day that they thought Patreon was like $10 a month or something. And I, it occurs to me that I never actually talk about how much patreon is like a dollar a month gets you access to all of our exclusive stuff three dollars a month gets you uh early episodes of this podcast so that's it that's that's the two tiers a dollar a month or three dollars a month so if you want to if you want if you want to give us that we will give you access to our discord server where you can talk about uh slay the spire (laughs) and Mm -hmm. anime that i don't understand
1: yeah we've been yucking it up in there about the about the May recently. I'm sorry <laughs> for calling May. it the May. I won't do it again. No, no, that we do it twice, all the time. I won't <laughs> do it a third time. <laughs> this is
0: not the first time that that has happened. Um, also, for our Supernatural fans out there, do you mind if I if I take a moment to plug myself, Chris? Plug it, dude. Uh, I, for this week, in a weird coincidence, uh, I guessed it on <laughs> two different Supernatural podcasts that are both coming out at the same time. Um, one is called Driver Picks the Music, which is a Spotify exclusive, where uh, Logan, who is a... Is, is a listener of monster of the week, which is, you know, shout outs. Uh, sh- she goes through every single episode of supernatural and talks about the songs that they have used, uh, yeah. and does so with the guest. Uh, and it's a delightful time. The cool thing about that podcast, uh, if I was doing it, I would just steal the music. <laughs> I would just like go to YouTube. Yeah. I would rip the song and I would plop it in the file and I would put it up everywhere, but not Logan. Uh, Logan and the reason this is the reason is the Spotify exclusive. Logan um, links the song. So it act the pod- whole podcast plays like it's a playlist. Um, which is a really interesting. I've never seen that done before. Apparently, yeah. the f- functionality is built for like DJ sets or something, uh, wow. which is also kind of interesting to me. But uh, I I just thought the whole thing was really fascinating. It was a great time. We talked about episode one. Uh, excuse me, season one, episode six, which is the shifter episode. I picked it because of the filter song. Forgetting that the Ana Devita De was the first song you hear yeah, yeah, in, the, in that episode. Great episode. Um, and then second. Apologies for how long this is taking, we'll get to Merlin in a second. I it on a podcast called In Defense of Fandom, uh, hosted by Sadie. Um, Sadie is a new Supernatural fan, and she is going through... she's decided to create this podcast because she's kind of so fascinated with the fandom. Um, and she's releasing episodes about specific topics. Uh, so she's done writing, she's done art. Um, I was on... The episode's not actually out yet. It'll be out later today. Uh, so... I was on the one, I, th- I guess she's probably calling it podcast or audio. <laughs> I don't know exactly what she's calling it. Uh, friends of the show, Carrie and Wayward, and uh, making it up as we go along. Uh, Katie and Bobby were, were on it as well. So um, shout outs. But yeah, it's supposed to be a pretty good episode. I haven't listened to it yet. I hope I don't, don't end up sounding fucking stupid because <laughs> I'll have to cut all of this out when I edit, when I that's, upload I it. I mean, that's
1: the, kind of our whole MO is sounding pretty stupid.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sadie was really easy to talk to for some reason. Like she just had this kind of laid back energy and we just were vibing and I just started rambling. Chris, I was just That's out what there. What we do, That's man? It was it was not good. It was not a good situation. <laughs> I have no idea. She was like, "I'm going to cut all this up and use it in, re- in different places." And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be bad." Whoops. <laughs> so go check out those two. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes as well, so you can you can go back and and listen to all of those things. Uh, Chris, uh, remind us what's been happening in Supernatural the festival. No
1: sweat. I'll do this with my hands tied behind my back.
0: Oh, I just... last time on Merlin. <laughs> I'm
1: struggling against the ropes. Merlin and Arthur at long last escaped their captors and made their way to the ruins of Ismir to rescue the Knights of Camelot. But Morgana was informed of their arrival and at last had her chance for revenge. When all hope seemed lost for Arthur, it was none other than the strange druid boy Mordred who came to his rescue, betraying Morgana and leaving her for dead. Our heroes return to Camelot and Mordred is knighted for his bravery, but Merlin still has his doubts. And all the while, Morgana lingers on.
0: We are talking about season 5 episode 3 The Death Song of Uther Pendragon. This aired on October 20th, 2012 and directed by Justin Molitnikov and written by Howard Overman. When a stranger gives Arthur the power to summon the dead. Okay first up <laughs> that is a wild <laughs> interest sentence. i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt myself but when a stranger gives arthur the power to summon the dead oh that's so good the king finds himself torn between head and heart unable to resist temptation he seizes the chance to speak to the person he misses the most his father uther however spirit world is a dark and dangerous place little does arthur realize that his decision comes at a terrible price uh, we start out in a very kind of uh, just laid back and relaxed hunting trip where uh, Merlin and Arthur have been out hunting by themselves. Uh, I think that's very very cute that the king goes on like little solo adventures with Merlin. Sometimes. I like I
1: like what they're <laughs> establishing here, and I like I mean of course they have their their banter, but mm-hmm. it's always good setup. You know they're out on their own hunting, which is just yeah. Like you said, that's a nice little thing that these fellows are doing together. And then they hear a woman scream. And because they've seen the previous four seasons of Merlin. Merlin himself is like, please, can we just pretend that's a can bird? It just
0: be a bird, <laughs> please. Can we we're are just so not tired. involved with whatever's happening here. I, I met a blue guy yesterday in a cave. Okay, I just I don't I know still how much. I can. to download that. Okay, <laughs> I can't. And it was a key to all knowledge. I'm a little int. It's just a little intense. My life is a little stressed right now. Uh, instead, they go to a cliffside and they see a village about to burn a woman at the stake. Uh, this is. I love this interaction. I really like this whole episode, really. Mm. Um, but I... I think it's really interesting because Arthur immediately intervenes and this guy that what I'm assuming is like the village elder or whatever um, the dutifully elected official of village two in Camelot yeah. Yeah. Um, is like, Hey, this is, this is what we do to sorcery people out here. Like this is, this is what your dad did. This is what we do. Like this is, this is the law of the land. And Arthur's like, yeah, absolutely not. We need to give her a fair, fair trial. And when the guy like brings up Uther, Arthur draws a sword and is like, no, I told you to let her go. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I, I like this because I feel like it's the, first time we've had to confront that arthur has had to confront not not just uther doing bad things but like the ramification of uther creating a system that does bad things these
1: are these are systems these are prejudices that are part of their culture their kingdom's culture it's not like you know people who supported uther of course are going to support his beliefs or you know at least to, to the to the law you know so it makes sense that these things would have ramifications that it's not just the king in his court who hated magic but all the all the Small folk out in
0: the villages, you know. Season six is just him dismantling the patriarchy in Camelot. Yeah. Uh, that's going to yeah. be that's that's why that season never aired. It wasn't ready for prime time yet. <laughs> uh, we cut to the night where Merlin is kind of. Uh, half-heartedly nursing this this old woman as arthur grabs wood for the fire um they think that she doesn't won't survive the night when she wakes suddenly and grabs uther's arm um she says some kind of nonsense about not being afraid of death and you were like you were screaming girl <laughs> you were yeah, up you on were that screaming coop. hard what do you mean yeah you were what afraid of you, you were afraid of dying and a few I, minutes ago <laughs> i know that
1: that's like the probably one of the top worst ways to die i'm sure oh yeah but i'm just saying if you're you're all acting tough now also why are you why are you why is she dying
0: yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know why but she's... They didn't do anything to her. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah.
1: sure maybe she was in prison for a while and they were starving her. I have a lot of questions
0: that the episode really isn't prepared to answer. She has the same disease Gaius gets when he's in jail for two hours. It's like, oh, it's oh, like, oh, me. I can't. <laughs> I can't survive these harsh conditions. Uh, and she gives him a gift. Uh, she pulls out a horn and says that the horn can summon the spirits of the dead. Uh, and then Man, she, that's crazy. And then she passes. Um, love this for Arthur. Like that this, these kind of things just happen to him. Yeah. Um, I season five, end of season four and season five is, has seen us dealing with the very, uh, Depressed Arthur, uh, not to use like, like a clinical term or anything, but like he's obviously very sad about stuff. He's got the blues, you know? he's got the blues, and um, he yeah. wears the red, but he's got the blues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's just interesting that they like he's his life is just this now. Um, mm-hmm. we get our <laughs> just intro, constant series of shit <laughs> just, <happening. laughs> just some random bullshit. That also, keeps I'd happening. like to say
1: that Merlin. Uh, it is it is stated that Merlin was ruining the hunt for Arthur because he kept sneezing. But yes, we don't hear Merlin sneeze the rest of this episode, so I can only assume he was doing it on purpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like he's definitely scaring the game away because he just because uh, if if anybody would have to like clean the deer he's or whatever, just worried
1: one of them might be Gwen
0: again. Also, that also very <laughs> concerned to like, the
1: queen into a He <laughs> doesn't,
0: doesn't want Arthur to shoot his wife that is a deer. Uh, but yeah, if they like shoot a rabbit or something, then Arthur then Merlin, Arthur is going to make Merlin like clean it. And true, Merlin's just not into that right now. No, it's kind of in a vegetarian phase. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah,
1: he's in just he's on a sneaker game. He's in his you know he's mm-hmm. in his lane with the vegetarian stuff, but he's not trying to disembowel uh, some game tonight.
0: S- sneaks wild, meats off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gaius knows all about this horn. He calls it the Horn of Cathbad. I think. do know...
1: this man's got a name for everything?
0: <laughs> I think you're making this up, Gaius. Uh, How would you? How do you know? It could be anything. How did you know the horn? And it turns, yeah. out, it turns out it's because Gaius is a dirty magic user. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. He's, got, he's like, anyway, there are these ancient dark
1: rituals that we would do uh, the full moon on Beltane each year. Yeah. And we would summon the spirits of the dead. And I, I absolutely took part. I absolutely took part in
0: those. 100% took part. Uh, there was an orgy afterwards. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Oh, you guys are super familiar with orgies. Right? The eyebrows okay. going
1: wild <laughs> as he looks back and forth between Merlin and Arthur <laughs> as he orgy. tells them about this. You
0: know what I'm saying? More than four people, orgy. <laughs> they're like, okay, calm down. Argos. He's like trying to brag, but everyone's just sort of freaked out by it. <laughs> there was at least seven people there. My knees. Arthur's like, stop. Tell me more less about the horn and more about the, this horn. Um, he tells Arthur to keep this dude safe uh, because it's been gone for a long time and it's super spooky. Um, and Don't that, get all
1: horned up on me, my man.
0: That night, everybody is feasting to celebrate his coronation. And as uh, I think... Ellian points out to Mordred, this is. Uh, Mordred's
1: like, why is this guy got the blues? Yeah, we're a well, party for him.
0: We're having a party for him, and he's the king. Uh, I'm having
1: a hard time keeping up this act as his loyal knight, but I'm very <laughs> confused by his emotional range right now.
0: Uh, and Ellian tells him, like, oh yeah, this is not only the anniversary of his coronation, but also of his father's death. Um, and Arthur, obviously kind of uh, not into this situation at all, he gives a reassuring pat to Gwen's arm and then excuses himself, uh, where he goes to his father's. I guess this isn't a grave. What do you call this? Uh, his fucking tomb? slab? His tomb? He's, he's, yeah, I don't okay. know
1: because it's not a grave. I also thought of that, but then I wrote, and then I changed it to tomb. Um, tomb is probably not the the correct word either. But it's it's it's. I mean, they put Aragorn in one of these. You know, they throw him into one of these. Yeah. So, is it a sarcophagus uh, or is that is, is that it, a, is that is this, he even in there?
0: Is he even in there? That's a good is question. It just,
1: is it just a, one of a ceremony? You yeah. know, they put him there because that seems like an awful place to keep a corpse also <laughs> like know, who, who
0: decides to like does he is it like in his will that he gets to be in this room for like a certain amount of time like how, this is a whole room like do they replace them do they take them out you next know? next week all... when there's like a, a random person shows up to marry arthur because she doesn't realize that that doesn't happen anymore that's that we're in yeah. season five she's gonna need a place to stay and this room is gonna be taken <sighs>
1: Sepulcher is taken.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I again, a lot of questions that the show is not prepared to answer, and that's what it means to be a podcaster is to
0: ask annoying questions. Yes, that's a uh, lot about. That's pretty much it about being a podcaster. <laughs> uh, we see him brooding, and I will say the way that um, Bradley James uh, broods, Bradley is,
1: brooding more like uh, it. Ooh,
0: got him. He um he gets a little emotion out of me for, on this scene. Yeah, uh, it's hard to remember that just because we don't like um we that we don't like Uther uh that you yeah. know obviously Arthur had emotions for him and Arthur having yeah. emotions makes me have emotions so
1: i feel you i feel you it's his dad you know it's the person he looked up to the most he respected him yeah. despite all their differences and despite how how much further he's come well he's going to be challenged a lot this episode uh but he's come to see the error of Uther's ways but that does not change the fact that he he did look up to him and he did have respect for him and love and that's his dad. So um, he you get the feelings for him. You don't have to feel bad for Uther. You just feel that you feel that pain for Arthur.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but June, as soon he starts, he goes from pondering the tomb to pondering the horn.
0: <laughs> we should be so lucky, Chris. <gasps> uh, Absolutely. He is. He's fingering this horn and caught uh, pondering his horn yet again. <laughs> Got <laughs> I'm sorry. Merlin's sick and tired of walking in on this
1: man, pondering his horn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> worrying his horn.
0: Oh, not worrying it. Are we worrying the horn? <laughs> um, what is he doing anyway? Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. So he's
1: pondering his horn. Um, when Merlin comes into his room and to distract him, he like, because he doesn't want Merlin to see what he's doing, <laughs> he, he tosses a bowl of fruit onto the floor or tosses all the fruit onto the floor and then covers up his horn his protruding horn with the with the fruit bowl um, and won't answer to Merlin, won't tell him what's going on until finally he's just like, okay, shut up, Merlin. You're coming with me. We're, we're going out for a ride. You can't tell anyone, not even Gwen. Um, and then we have this fun little scene where he threatens Merlin... Like he's pointing a spoon at him, and Merlin's like, "Are you threatening me with a spoon?" And then off camera, we just hear him get smacked with it.
0: There's a lot of uh, Merlin abuse in this episode. Like Merlin takes out takes some punches in this episode, Uh, and it's always it's always played for laughs. But just again, like it's just it's just Arthur has learned a lot of lessons, (laughs) but he's not learned maybe don't hit your hit your servants right. Like he hasn't quite figured that one out. Um, we get another very very lovely exterior shot of Merlin and Arthur uh riding through the countryside um once again just season five kind of stunting on everybody with how just beautiful mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 cinematography is and just how like just nice everything looks um merlin is obviously k- kind of starting to have a uh bad feeling about this place uh and arthur says it's because he's a coward um yeah. and st- merlin's
1: like i'm getting huge hamlet act one season five vibes from this right 100 Arthur's like
0: yeah. i don't know what that means let's keep riding, please instead uh Instead of stopping, Arthur leads them to the Great Stones of Nematon, uh, which is the place that Gaius was Is this Stonehenge? This, this Stonehenge. is just Stonehenge, yeah. But uh this is also uh the Orgy Central according to Gaius, right? This is just a Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: fucked up. You can like the grass is stained you know, on I, repair.
0: I, 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 as a married dude, um, uh-huh. I I I don't think like number one. Not a lot of opportunities for me to participate in orgies come up in my day to day life uh, at all. Number two, as a married guy in a monogamous relationship, uh, I think that like I would immediately pass on like all orgies as they were presented to me, and like yeah. can't can't really imagine like that being my thing at all. Like just not into that scene very much.
1: Yeah, I don't really like even speaking to. <laughs> strangers, or for that matter, just lar- you know, large groups of people. So I can't imagine sure. that I
0: would yeah. enjoy their fluids. You know what I mean? Uh, but I have to say, orgy at Stonehenge. <laughs> I, I, you know, i might have, like. I did not know. I didn't expect that term. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like okay. there's, there's, there's well, a vibe. The okay, you well. know what I'm saying? Like I mean, like not like how much do I have to participate? Is I guess sure, is sure. what I'm saying. Can I be the weirdo in the corner? Like I, would love uh, to be the weirdo. I don't, in don't the corner. T- I don't. I don't know if you're allowed
1: to do that. Um... Well, you can be the guy crouching behind the stone wearing he's worn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to worry about wearing it, though. It's if the stone hinge uh, orgy, that's so what I want to do. So they get there. <laughs> um...
1: Come Arthur on, reveals tell that he that wants to summon the spirit Tell me that would of he, his father.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. He wants to summon the spirit of his father. Of course, Merlin is like, I don't think that's a good idea. Um I love the I love the way that this scene is, is blocked because uh Arthur's like, yeah, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And Merlin's like, no, but he has to hold both horses, <laughs> so he's like, Can't do anything about it. And then of course the he's next like, I'm scene I'm
1: not letting these horses go. It's gonna take an hour and a half to fucking get them back if they run off.
0: And of course, the next scene, like, they've just let the horses go, it doesn't matter. Uh but uh Arthur goes into the circle of stones uh he blows the horn um i think he actually there's a little bit of a conversation here where arthur is like wouldn't you take this chance to you know speak to your own father and merlin's like oh yeah
1: damn when you bring up my own dad of course i'm gonna get my feelings about it yeah all right fine
0: um he blows the horn it rings out i've never expect horns to sound like this for some reason i don't know Mm -hmm. why it's always Mm -hmm. confusing for me uh and he disappears into this light. This white light appears kind of surrounding everything. kind of goes like a little X-Files on it. A little X-Files. Like uh, he's
1: walking into the fog that they use in the promo commercials for... Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. For X-Files. For X-Files. Uh, he walks into this realm. Uh, all, we don't really see anything. There's no background. There's nothing. There's just these kind of floating lights and smoke. Uh, and we hear footsteps and inside the light, Uther appears. And for some reason, this really gave me goosebumps. They did a really good yeah. job if nothing else uh this i think this episode is just a extremely solid ghost story like it's really really right. good it really
1: is it really is and i was joking about um you know hamlet and stuff but it it's like no, no. it's
0: that, those, those vibes
1: yeah and it works really really well and i think obviously uther is was one of our main cast and we haven't seen him for or you know roughly a season he dies early in season four and we haven't seen him since so it's it's just kind of it's just cool to see him again. Yeah. Not that like we like Uther, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he's back. He's he's still playing a role. There is still there's something left undone here, and I was I, I expected this episode to go in a way where they accidentally released other spirits or something like that but no no they just hammer down on uther fucking hating everything about this and they don't back away from it they stick they just stick with it
0: so i think the the first thing that we see is arthur's reaction and he's of course overjoyed to see his father and he he tells his father he opens himself up and makes himself vulnerable i think almost immediately and tells you know uther like I'm so alone all the time. I feel so alone all the time. All I wish I could do is have, is be as have you have your company again. Um, and you think this is going to be like this moment, right? Like this healing moment for Arthur. And I feel like everybody that watched this was absolutely shocked when Uther as opposed to reaching out to comfort his son or say anything to help, immediately starts criticizing all of Arthur's yeah. decisions and actions. Um, he talks about allowing common men to become knights. He kind of brushes off Arthur's protestation that, you know, these are some of the best men that I've ever known. That doesn't matter. Um, he, he allows people to question his decisions. And Arthur's like, but, but everybody should get to, have make these decisions with nope that's and then, then' worse he married a serving girl he married a commoner um, and he says that because Arthur wasn't able or didn't use his marriage to form an alliance or to form a treaty or, or do or, or make a political maneuver that he failed to protect Camelot um, and Arthur defends this and says, "No, this I'm married for love." And he's like, "That's not. There are more important things, and you were failing at them. How could I be proud of a son that has destroyed everything I worked for?" And like, I've seen this episode before, and I was like, "Fucking yikes, man! Yeah, <laughs> like, Jesus uh, Christ!
1: I don't know what I expected here. I, I, but this was not it. And this goes so hard uh, with just Uther completely." shitting on arthur (laughs) like it's just so far from what i expected but then it makes total sense like of course of course he would feel this way but because it's so so harsh like i said i kept expecting there to be some twist oh it's not really uh uther it's like the supernatural thing where every time one of the brothers would get possessed they would just say really mean shit to each other (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, they have to go, Well, it wasn't really me, bro. I didn't mean that. I kept <laughs> expecting that to happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's, he means it. It
0: means it. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, here, we, we pretty much wrapped this up pretty quickly. Uther's like, If you stay here, you will be trapped here forever. You need to leave. Arthur turns around and goes to leave the light. He looks back uh, one last time as Uther says, You know, I'll, I'll always love you, Arthur. Um, the screen goes white, and here comes Arthur right back to Merlin, uh, looking even worse for wear than he did at the beginning of this episode.
1: This was a
2: mistake.
0: <laughs> I want to. I want to ask you: Do you feel like this is how mean Uther is? Is do you think that the writers intended this to be Uther's character or like Ghost Uther? Only having the mean parts of Uther and none of the kind parts. Do, I do.
1: I do, I do sort of think this is. This feels like ghostly behavior. Mm-hmm. This feels like not vengeful spirit, but it's almost Uther,
0: almost vengeful spirit.
1: Yeah, like he's he, maybe you become boiled down to to your essential self, and this is for any other positive qualities that the man might have had. He was a man consumed by hate and consumed by his need for control and pushing people away and. That is what Arthur gets here. He gets only the worst aspects uh, of Uther, or or an Uther who is firmly set. Um, he isn't. He is just like the after image of himself, and he can't uh, ponder things anymore. He can't ponder his horn. He can't uh, see any sort of nuance or, or anything like that anymore. There, not that he ever really did. It, it is only that manifestation of of what was truly at the heart of Uther.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 glad you said that because I kind of feel the same way. Like I feel like I feel like they, it would have. I, I feel like they, they there's no way that like Uther would have actually tried to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. that that would have happened. Um, but I I don't know, man. I don't know. Some, there's a part of me that is just like maybe Uther was a dick all along and he was just it, just, it was just keeping up appearances because he was king that he wasn't like lashing right. out at people. I like mean, this. and in
1: this world we have no reason to believe that that seeing somebody's ghosts would be like a good thing. You know? True. Yeah. So this it just it it gives it more of that like I kept saying like that Shakespearean vibe. Um or it leads into the ghost story more, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're when you're telling ghost stories, it's it's usually like the ghost is like a bad thing that's out to get you or something. Um and when it's just some like sad thing it just makes you feel bad or if it's your actual the actual person you went to see and they're just like how they were when they were alive then it's like okay well then there's what's the point of them being a ghost with the veil and all this this darkness that swirls around it they just i think they just they they nailed it i'm doing a bad job of explaining it but i feel like they just <laughs> they, they absolutely it right. nailed it yeah
0: um and sure enough like they they leave the orgy circle and as uh they you know sit down at a campfire you can tell Arthur is like brooding even even more, uh, and when eventually merlin manages to get arthur to talk about this you can tell that as he tells merlin what uther said merlin is like actively pissed off because arthur is questioning himself right uh and he's you know what if what if he's right and i have weekend camelot and merlin's like no 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 you your people still respect you respect you like you have to you have to believe in that um and he kind of softens this by saying you know some people still think you're a foolish arrogant ass like some people say that like still doing the the comedic thing um But you can tell this doesn't work. You can tell that Arthur still has a a lot of... um, what's the opposite of confidence? A lot of insecurity. Angst. has got a lot of angst. Angst and insecurity yeah. about about. And being this a king. is frustrating
1: for Merlin because we were joking about how he he maybe gave Arthur a little bit too much confidence like, over the last <laughs> you know, season with that with the sword and the stone. It was like all oh, too much. But now he's like, no, 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 we're not backpedaling now. Come on, no, 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 no. Uther, fuck you,
0: Uther. We uh we jump to the castle, uh, and we're at a meeting of the Round Table uh, where Leon is reporting on. I don't even know. I Put me to sleep even thinking about this. Uh, it doesn't even
1: matter. None of it matters because ghost shit starts happening so fast. I cannot believe that Camelot is haunted.
0: Camelot is haunted, everybody. Uh, the doors of the room blast open. No one is there. Uh, everybody just looks around at each other. I, I put a gif of this in the spoiler chat for you if you want to go <laughs> check that out. It's a very cute one. Um Arthur is just like, I don't know what it was, and just tells Leon to continue, and as he talks, like, the chandelier above the round table comes crashing down, and everyone is just very confused about it, uh, and we see Arthur and Merlin, like, having left this room, and Arthur is telling him to, like, you know, make sure the table gets fixed, and Merlin's like, oh, no, I, I think that there's something there's something more to this, and he's like, oh, you know what, I could tell that you were frightened, why don't you take a day off, and Merlin's like, really? He's like, absolutely <laughs> not, you fucking idiot, like, no, not at all. So how, many, not, how many times has that joke going to work on Roland? I have to ask.
1: It's every time, dude. he's so desperate for a day off. We really got to get some like labor um, advocacy, ad- advocacy Never. people in here.
0: Sorcerers will walk the street of Camelot before we yeah. see a fucking union. I can promise you that. <laughs> That's Goddamn right. Um, um. That evening, uh, it's raining and uh, Gwen arrives in what I'm calling to be the armory, I guess. I guess they're going to go to the barracks. The barracks? I don't know. Sure. Uh, he asked Percival, you know, why does it take him so long to change out of his armor? He's like, because I'm so much bigger than you. He's like, what? oh, if you're so much bigger than me, then why is your brain so small? Got him. Got him, boys. Got him. Mm. Got him. Mm. Um, everybody leaves except for Percival, uh, who is uh, immediately accosted by ghost stuff. Uh, things start falling off the walls. Uh, there's weird sounds everywhere. Percival is like wandering around, asking if anybody is there. Classic ghost maneuver.
1: Classic ghost stuff, dude.
0: Uh, when finally, a, a Ax, quote unquote, falls from across the room directly at Percival, uh, and it and it hits his arm so bad, and it cuts him pretty deep. So like he has to take a couple of days off of work, uh, which Merlin is very jealous about. He's like, f- "What the hell? Why couldn't he why it, could, it should have been get, me? Why could I get stabbed by X? Not him." <laughs> um, he of course tells Gaius and Merlin about what they saw, and Merlin is like. Hey, I I also feel like I. I, I hey, that felt happened something.
1: to me too. If you could just maybe I should go to the infirmary as well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if I need maybe I need a couple of days. Um, it was in this scene as Merlin is like kind of pacing around, not telling uh, Gaius just what he's what he's thinking just yet. That uh, I just can't help but notice how buff Merlin got, how buff Colin well, Morgan got. He's really he's fucking he's ripped putting in the time. He's putting, he's putting in the time. He's eating that ham and he's keeping it on his weight, baby. Like he is. Right. He is That's right. buffed up. Um. Gaius could obviously tell that something is wrong with Merlin, and eventually uh, he gets out of Merlin. Yeah, what, he's like,
1: "Why did you get so buff, Merlin?
0: <laughs> what are you doing? Is that is that just is that why you only is that? Why you only eat raw chicken now? Is that just is just a weird thing that you do?"
1: <laughs> he's, he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure I'm just a biohacking, you know." I
0: mean? <laughs> do a little biohacking, yeah, man. You're know, like a little biohacking. Ooh, that destroys my throat. That voice does, Jesus. <laughs>
1: That's my natural register, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even... I'm not even going to do it again. You're down on my level now. Uh, Anyway, a biohacking. I only... uh, chicken and uh-huh. sand. It's actually crazy good for you.
0: Is it a specific kind of sand or just any sand? Beach it? sand. Is it beach sand? Is it like from a saltwater ocean or for like a lake or does not matter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so do you have to buy the sand or is that something you just go and collect yourself? What do you
1: No, it makes your bones stronger. No, you buy it, of course, from GNC. Oh,
0: okay. You're buying the you're buying the beach sand at GNC. Beach sand <laughs> that makes a lot. GNC, like... it's
1: a dietary supplement. W- you eat you... with raw chicken? And it and it takes out the stuff that would normally make raw chicken bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know what this bit is.
0: Uh, we're out we're in the weeds, my oh man. Um, <sighs> okay. Gaius is, is is floored to hear that they went to visit the spirit world, but also yeah. like not surprised. He's just kind of yeah. fed up with it. He's just like, yeah. Are you
1: serious? Well, Gaius, we're fed up with that fucking hair.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, and he... I mean, I feel like if you're going to tell somebody that this horde can visit the spirit world, you need to tell him a little bit of the rules because he's like, you know, visiting the spirit world is filled with danger. That's why I always wore rubber. And he's like, I don't, I don't need to know uh-huh. about your uh-huh. about your orgy visits, guys. Uh, but he also says that if someone looks back as they leave the spirit world, that it will release the spirit into Dude. this world.
1: Imp- that would have been so
0: helpful. Important to know the first time information around. to the lore, my friends. Like, excuse me, we have to. You need to tell us these things. You are not exonerated from this, Mm-mm. Gaius. Okay,
1: you are you are being held responsible because you were you do not you do not give out all the necessary information.
0: This uh this does lead to a cute scene as Merlin rushes to Arthur to to tell him what he's learned, and Arthur uh, is like, "What are you talking about? This is not true." And, and Merlin finally tells tells him the detail about looking back, and Arthur kind of just immediately just starts looking like like a kid caught with his hand in the cookie jar, and is like, "I may have." Have glanced around for a second, like he's yeah. just very sort of taking in the scenery. Um, but he's still not willing to believe that Uther is the ghost behind this because he doesn't believe that, the, that his father would do these things. And I think I think it might be at this point that Merlin points out like. This is, you know, he went after Percival because he's a common man, and that you made into a knight. And he went after the Round Table because that's the symbol of your kingdom. This is symbol of your leadership. The fact that you're, you know, taking opinions from everybody on an equal basis. Like these are the things that he hates. This is the things that he disapproves of. And he, and Arthur is still like, absolutely not. This is not. This yeah. is not true.
1: And he, he Merlin warns that Uther mm-hmm. would do anything to protect his legacy. So
0: yeah, not. Great. He and he gets um, and next week we get a full on ghost scene. He gets. I just want to mention that, like when Merlin mentions that of like I think he would do anything, uh, Arthur gets so mad that he throws Merlin out of the room. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here! Mm. Yeah, you're done." And then, yes, please continue with the with the ghost scene. Yeah, we get a
1: ghost scene. This is this actually feels like supernatural. Um, where Gwen is walking down the hallway, she starts hearing noises. You know, things are banging. There's whispers. There's candles being blown out, and before she knows it, she suddenly she is being pursued by a ghost. Um, But this actually gets a little bit more intense for her because uh, she's getting stuff thrown at her. She gets like knocked out or blown down, I guess. Um, And then she's dragged down the hall into another room. Um, n- narrowly escapes like a tossed dagger. Like he is straight up trying to kill her. The ghost is trying to kill her.
0: She escapes into this um cupboard, into this like storeroom kind of area, uh, which feels like the worst area to get into, the worst room to go into, because yeah. now Ghosts everything love that kind of room. <laughs> yeah, there's just all kinds of light stuff that breaks really easy. Um, and sure enough, like she gets hit in the head by um like some sort of pot. Uh, which knocks her out, and then the fire flares up, catching some some other stuff on fire. So now there's a fire in here. Uh, worst case scenario. Luckily, Merlin notices, uh, rushes in. Thank God he's buffed up this season. He uses those fucking like, massive muscles to lift a shelf off the floor and just pluck Gwen up like she is a fucking nothing the script, nothing it said like,
1: Merlin struggles with this, and then they took one look at Colin Morgan. And <laughs> just like, that doesn't make any sense. He doesn't, struggle. Struggle. He doesn't struggle. <laughs> just lift it up. <laughs>
0: he's just lifting it straight up. Yeah. Colin is fucking buff, dude. It's great. Um, and then he, of course they take her to Gaius and Merlin and Arthur watches as, as Gaius treats her. Uh, and Merlin once again, tries to convince Arthur that it's Uther. Uh, once again,
1: tries to convince Arthur to give him the day off.
0: Can I just have, I mean, I saved your, saved your wife, saved the queen of the land. Uh, also save the castle because you know, you guys don't have any kind of fire protection in this bad boy. Yeah, so that shit would have spread. It would have got everywhere. Over. Um, uh, but Arthur is, is still not willing to believe. Uh, Gaius reports in and says, um, "Don't worry, Gwen's going to be okay. She got some smoke in her lungs, but I gave her a sleeping draught, so she's fine." Oh, <laughs>
1: you specialize in that, don't you?
0: <laughs> just uh, nothing, nothing, not, nothing like you would. Sorry, I can't even. What not a weighted treat like a smoke inhalation victim is just to put them yeah. to sleep. Anyway, now she's asleep. Yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, just, I mean, I don't know if it's going to help, but she can't complain. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus fucking Christ. What a what a, a sick situation. See, he's a
1: sicko. He's like let's just say it like it is. Um yeah. So time to talk about what to do with this ghost. Um and Gaius tells them that the, the only way to deal with this is to reopen the veil and send the ghost back, but only the person who summoned this ghost can can send it back. So it's going to have to be on Arthur to do this.
0: I feel like Gaius knows a lot more of this lore that he's just not laying out for the rest of us. Like hes, he's just- I
1: mean, he went to, you know, it was basically like the Woodstock
0: of Ghost Orgies. <laughs> and he was there every year. Absolutely. Slinging mud, you know what I mean? I know um, what you're talking about, brother. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I love that we get all these, like, fake jump scares throughout this episode. Because after they've, like, you know, figured out, okay, what the, what they have to do, I guess we're back in, in Arthur's We're somewhere. It doesn't even matter where we are. Um, this is a jump scare because Merla drops a tray. And uh, Arthur's immediately on an edge. Uh, because everybody's really anxious because they want to deal with this problem now. But they have to wait for guys to make the necessary potion so that they can see the ghost. Which is, I mean, a convenient thing to to be able to make I guess
0: and sure enough they, they hear something coming from what if it just made you have to
1: see ghosts all the time like forever from now on you would just have to see ghosts that would be troubling I think
0: yeah I don't I don't want to be able to Gra- s- grave implications don't want to be haha I like, I like what you did there um, what are you a Dragon Quest eleven writer Chris hey oh <laughs> Uh, puff, puff, please. Um, puff, puff, please. What they does hear me. I don't have no idea what I'm saying right now. I'm in. I'm in the. I'm I'm, Google it. I'm, I'm, just I'm in I'm the goofy zone, it. so I'm just saying words that sound good in my head, and none of them actually sound good out loud. Uh, they, hey,
1: Jeremy, how come only the girls can do
0: puff puff? Interesting question, Chris. Why is it in the game, video game Dragon, the video game franchise <laughs> series Dragon Quest, that only the girls get the ability known as puff puff? And should we look that up on Google? Probably not. Um. They hear something coming from the closet. Uh, Arthur comes over and like there's a whole lot of like military like siding where he's like put the put the platter down, come over here, open the door. <laughs> and then I'm gonna blast through. Um, all of this happens.
1: Which is, I I love that he's doing all that, and I and it works out like. The, the the plan comes to fruition but i'd like to imagine that merlin's just just like nodding and has no fucking idea
2: what he's 100
0: percent, yeah he's like okay i'll just walk closer to it maybe that's what he wants uh <laughs> they burst through this this door and it's only just a just a rat um but then they get you they get you really good because they turn around and gaius is just directly behind them, <laughs> watching them. Talk about a jump scare <laughs> with that hair absolutely dude uh, I love this I love this moment so much it is really fun that they they do all of the fake jump scares I think it's just really good um, yeah They uh, have finished the potion. Gaius has finished the potion. This, as you mentioned, will let him see Arthur's spirit. uh, And he has to find it, blow the horn, send it back. Uh, Arthur's like, is this safe? And he goes, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, And Arthur and Merlin are going to drink this. So uh, Arthur waits for Merlin to take his uh, so that he can, you know, see if he instantly dies. Which, of course, Merlin doesn't. So Arthur takes uh, his and then they can both see ghosts. And it's it's time to hunt some ghosts. Time to snoop. What Merlin's best oh, at? He's so good at this. Uh, Merlin immediately gets scared at his own shadow, uh, and we get mm-hmm. to then we get some nice shadow puppetry as uh, Arthur just smacks Merlin on the back yeah. of the head for being afraid, which is very funny. <laughs> uh,
1: and then, so they, they they start moving along, and then they see uh, Leon opens the door and scares the shit out of them. And I did I love this. He goes Arthur, Merlin, and then in unison they just go Leon. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, they're just trying to keep this all a secret from everybody. Not like, hey, there's a dangerous ghost on the prowl and we're like, we're going to hunt it down and take care of it. But they just want to pretend like they're reading poetry, apparently. I
0: love it. I, I, it's so good. I, I love this bit so much because it just makes Arthur uncomfortable to be associated yeah. with poetry for some reason. Um,
1: um, but yeah, Leon's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, Mer- I'm, I'm teaching Arthur poetry. He's like, oh, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like, the, Arthur's, I, uh right. well, no judgment for me, I guess. I, I love poetry from arthur is just so so very funny uh leon leaves and uh they arthur catches a glimpse of uther um who is all in black and white i'm really curious it, this has to be a visual effect that they do but it You're looks right. so good that i wonder if they just didn't fucking make up the student to black and white because i i, I, I it has to be a visual effect but it looks so good it's,
1: yeah wizardry truly television wizardry
0: Um, they continue to search for Uther. Arthur said that all he's wanted to do since he became king is to make Uther proud, and Merlin's like, eh no you've always done exactly what you thought was right regardless of uther's thoughts and the people believe in you and if that's going to count for nothing if you don't believe in yourself uh which is a very mm. powerful line to underline this entire theme of the episode of just making arthur truly believe that he is worthy of the thing uh regardless of his dad's approval um hell of a line uh hell of a line hell of And a line. What
1: he just says such nice things all the time like Like when I think about like my friends where like we would bust each other's balls all the time. And it's like, of course nobody ever gets offended or anything. But then the moments where you actually had to like stop and say something nice was always kind of a big deal.
0: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) like It
1: was always like, like, whoa, like you'd stop and take notice. So the fact that they have this kind of relationship and Merlin's just throwing out these fucking wonderful quotes left and right. You got to appreciate that. Arthur.
0: Beautiful. Um, Also like, it's been since that we found out that Arthur is going to die, that Merlin has been super extra nice to Arthur all the true. time. This which, true. You know, kind Still of trying funny. to get the day off, but he'll be nice. Um, they decide to split up. Uh, Merlin's going to go check the storeroom. Uh, and of course, you know he's sneaking through some stuff. It's all dark. Torches are going out. He gets, he gets startled by a pigeon, which seems like... Somebody's job should be to keep the pigeons out of the storeroom, but what do I know about I Camelot? Uh, the shelves begin to shake uh, and eventually they all fall, uh, trapping Merlin in this room, um, which is obviously what Not was ideal. meant to happen. Uh, we switch back over to Arthur, who is slowly going through the rooms. His his torch goes out, and he begins to hear footsteps. He calls out Merlin, uh, but of course it's it's Uther. who walks right behind him in another kind of spook moment. Uh, just mm-hmm. really good. If we're not, I don't know if we can say this enough. Really good ghost episode. Like just fucking it's solid great, work.
1: They just they just nailed it. They nailed the tone. Even the comedy bits still serve. Yeah. The fun ghost story that we're that we're being told here. It just all works.
0: Uh, Arthur gets rid of the the torch, pulls out the horn, and he's. And,
1: uther is kind of scary because he's so nakedly <laughs> so <mean. hostile. laughs>
0: he's so mean <laughs> he's
1: so mean that like and like when even a bastard like him in in life held some of it back you know yeah <laughs> um,
0: but in but death he does not <laughs> he does not uh Arthur notices that a door has been opened, and so he goes in. I guess this is the throne room that we've seen several times, like the small Mm -hmm. council room or maybe. I don't know. Uh, There's no table in here. It's just the chair. They had to roll it out, dude. Uh, Uther is there sitting on the throne looking petulant as all hell and all black and white, and he is immediately um on the off in the on the offense saying that, you know, Arthur is weak for trusting others. And Arthur kind of responds and is like, I would rather not rule at all than rule alone. Like I saw what happened when you ruled alone. Your your hatred consumed you and your hatred was yeah. because of your fear. Uh, and if, you know, you don't want me to rule, rule like, you you're going to have to stop me. You're going to have to kill me to stop me from, from being king. Um and at this, like Uther looks at him and says, you know, Camelot must come before all else, even you uh, and then he slings a bucket into, into Arthur's head, and Arthur just collapses. I assume it's a bucket. It's funnier to me if it's a bucket, so please don't. <laughs>
1: it's funny. If it's, it's a mop bucket. Yeah, don't
0: don't yuck my yum if it's not a bucket. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But yeah, damn. Um, this is some this is some heavy stuff. He strikes him. Uh, he's coming up for the killing blow. He's gone that far, uh, and that's when Merlin appears. And he starts talking that talk, dude. He starts he talks, starts talking that shit. He's ready to he's ready to stop Uther. He's he's been he's glad for this opportunity. I think a little bit, Merlin. He's he's happy to be able to take out some of this, uh, you know, grief on this man. Um, but we're gonna have a big old revelation for for Sir Uther here.
0: I love this. Uh, Merlin tells him to stop, and he says, "You were nothing but a servant boy." He says, "I am much more than that." And Uther flings like a a bench at merlin and merlin of course just stops it with his magic and uther is just reeling uh absolutely shocked uh and i love this line from merlin here even while you were king there was magic at the heart of camelot yeah arthur is a better and more worthy king than you ever were and that this uther absolutely loses his temper and this is the first time that we see him be monstrous at all Mm -hmm. Uh, which makes me think that like this isn't like him trying to kill Gwen and Percival aren't things that Uther would have done IRL, right? Like this, this, this feels like like a vengeful ghost to me, uh, which is why I was, I wanted to talk about it at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Um, like. But this time he screams and it's a, it's a monstrous sound and you could see that Merlin just reacts and, f- and like uses his powers to fling him out of the room. He goes through the closed doors. Um, and of course Merlin has to follow like looking around for, for Uther. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and as he's in search of Uther, suddenly Merlin finds himself pinned up against a wall with by some giant spears that were hurled at him, uh, and Uther's got him. He's got him dead to rights. He's about to take him down, uh, and that's finally when Arthur returns to to save the day, to blow the horn, to send Uther back. He says, as you've had your turn, now it's mine.
0: And Arthur blows the horn right as Uther is trying to tell him that Merlin has magic. He gets like half the sentence out. Merlin has magic. Yeah. Merlin has. And then um, we get this like weird visual effect where it looks like he just explodes into the ether. Um,
1: That must have been the most devastating thing that he could have learned, other than probably Arthur having magic. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. finding out that the, the the servant who's been with him this whole time that he himself put there. Yep. Um, that you like that messed him up.
0: Um. That's it for the for the crisis,
1: dude. The episode ends so fast. Immediately after this,
0: it's, it goes so fast, dude. Uh, th- we go right to the next day where Merlin is helping Arthur put on his his armor. I guess there's a training thing or something. And um, Arthur is talking about the the kind of kingdom that he wants to to lead over, uh, where everything is fair, where everything is fair and just for everyone. And Merlin asks, "Even for me?" And he's like, "Yes, of course, even for you." He's like, "So you're not going to hit me anymore?" And he's like, "That's not hitting. That's just that's just friendly. That's just a friendly slap, like horseplay." Yeah. And so yeah. Merlin is like, "Well, can I give you a friendly slap?" And Arthur, of course, dismisses this and is like, "Yeah, you could try." And Merlin grabs a glove and just hits him upside the back of the head. And yeah. and then we hear uh, Arthur say, "What the hell was that?" Merlin responds, "Horseplay." And then Arthur, in a very very evil fashion, like puts the glove on and like creates it makes a fist and is like. I'm about to beat your ass like I'm just going to beat you beat you up now because you're my servant and you you talked back to me and that's the end of the episode and that's all that we got and it's crazy that that's true
1: truly insane truly insane
0: absolutely yeah, insane just,
1: Okay not, anyway great episode it's really cool's the wrong word but interesting that they confronted Uther and and his legacy in this way because of course we know that Arthur's doing things his own way but that's easy to do when no one's watching when you know when when you're when your dad's not there you can be your own man um but for him to of course he struggles with it but for him to still be able to push back and say no father i am doing things my way and and the way that i'm doing things is is good um it shows a lot of growth for arthur and i'm glad again that they gave him this this hurdle to climb over um, you know it's a little misstep you know he stumbles but he keeps going and he finds more strength in himself and this time it doesn't just come from Merlin gassing him up and creating a uh, a sword in the stone spectacle that's to make him believe that he has this destiny but this this is all Uther or, or this is all Arthur finding that you know that strength in himself to 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 keep going on the path that he's on
0: yeah it's um having this like recurring theme at the place I didn't think that they would go with this show in general is uh, Arthur not feeling like he was worthy of the throne. Um, and it's an interesting perspective on the character of him kind of going through this moment. And like you mentioned, like Ar- Merlin having to kind of manipulate events to give him that confidence. And then him kind of, I think, subconsciously realizing that that was not quite right either. R- right? Like, it just shouldn't be that I pulled a sword right. from a stone. Like, you shouldn't be like the, the old uh, Monty Python bit about, you know, democracies. You can't just choose a form of government because someone's handing out swords or whatever. Um I feel like he realized that to a degree and that's why he's was still like reaching out for his father to, to, to try to make that connection, to try to figure out like what do I need to do? I, I need him to tell me that I could be a leader because he was the leader of my entire life and kingdom, right? Like he wanted that approval. Right. So them going through like a whole episode of Arthur realizing that he doesn't need that to be good is fascinating to me. Like what a great like the, the kind of thematic tone throughout all of this because you kind of get the idea that Oh, we, you know, at the end of season four, we beat the bad guy. He married the girl. Um, and then we had some, some adventures in the first couple of episodes, but like, he's got it good. Like, everything's pretty chill. Like, we've, we've had moments of peace. We've had a long moment of peace. Everything mm-hmm. is cool, but like, it still wasn't quite right for arthur and i think that's fascinating i love the fact that they explored this and have merlin there as his cheerleader the entire time uh you know as a friend and as as a supporter of him right like pushing him up and being like no no no, dude you you, you got this Like, this is you this has nothing to do with uther this is all you um the only thing i could have wished for i think is to have gwen uh kind of hammer this point home too i think she would mm-hmm. she is usually really really good at getting past his kind of defenses and and telling him that like no 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 you're a, you're a person you're not just a king and you yeah. you being a good person makes you a good king uh, so but she was too busy being knocked out by ghosts so i can't yeah. really complain because yeah. that's she that's cool <laughs> we yeah. want to
1: see her for three more episodes yeah well uh, and now
0: she's got I, I, now she's got the poppies so she's she's going to be a whole different true, person True,
1: she's going to be different now um, yeah i mean i think this just speaks to why this show has such a strong fan base it's on its surface it should it's this silly adventure show based on king arthur like you know it's just like one of the most famous free use things that you have um or fair use things and um they have just given so much depth to these characters in like little ways where you could watch the show and not bother to pick up on any of it and have a fun time but they just keep they keep going places where they don't need to but it just enriches the characters and it's it's fantastic
0: perfect yeah it's so good um so excited for the next one looks like morgana is returning um also looks like there's another princess in the mix not sure how we're going to handle that but uh, very excited about it yeah. so um thank you everybody for listening uh, we very much appreciate it shout outs to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week uh thank you for continuing to listen and recommend this show to your friends and your loved ones and the people that you don't love that much and the people that you actively hate like that's really sure. nice that you guys have been doing that we, we, we appreciate it. we can see the numbers <laughs> and we see, we know that it's working so thank you very much uh we'll be back next week with more merlin
1: hard sitting
0: there uh you were just watching taylor swift heiress to her tiktoks you can tell me chris you're, you're, that's you that's exactly we, what we i can be doing. real that's
1: why i got those tears in my eyes she
0: does all 10 minutes of all too well chris how do we not have tickets to this <clears throat> i don't do you, have you not seen the Ticketmaster scandals <laughs> yeah there's a reason we don't have tickets to this <laughs>
1: you know who uh, the the man i've lampooned robert smith was out here like fighting the good fight for the people against Ticketmaster because mm-hmm. he was he set Cure tickets to just be like twenty dollars flat that's it but they added so many fees that like a single ticket ended up being like a hundred dollars a piece so he um publicly like pushed back against them i mean it's still a disaster that's what monopolies do to anything but i don't go to concerts anymore so what do i care
0: there's a there's a video that circulates around of uh somebody telling uh kurt Cobain that madonna was selling concert tickets for like 30 or 40 dollars and he was like thirty dollars yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah, it's so quaint yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just so quaint where he's just like yeah and i was like yeah i would i can't imagine like if they put up fucking uh kurt cobain hologram on a stage at the fucking coachella right. nowadays what would happen like they paid five hundred dollars people would pay five hundred dollars to see that
1: not to not to say anything against somebody like madonna or taylor swift because i know it's like this is an event and it's supply and demand and all that stuff but it is interesting when you look at people who are just like they just want to play music and they're happy that people are showing up for it so they yeah. just they want they want the tickets to be 20 dollars because they want people in the seat so they have someone to play to um i've never been I mean, to you're a biggest big star in the world you don't have to do
0: that though I, i've never been to a big like arena show like that like i've never like something that has like a hundred thousand people at it or something mm. i've just never experienced i don't think i have like
1: either that. i no that's not true i suck on yet.
0: You saw Kanye, yeah. How can you? You you saw Kanye (laughs) West, yeah, yeah,
1: at the TD Garden in Boston, where like the you know Bruins and Celtics play. So I have been to a big one. That was the only one. That was in like 2013 or something. Uh, um, okay.
0: Wait a minute. I just remembered I went to see Lil Wayne on his farewell tour before okay, he decided okay. to uh retire from rap, which lasted about a year. He was a sk- skateboarder yeah. for a year. Now I he's, guess that you know, counts. promoting
1: yeah. the uh Street Fighter 6 live event that they're doing. Is
0: he really? <laughs> is yeah. that, is, are you serious?
1: <laughs> Steve's been getting really into Street Fighter. He was like, check out who's hosting this live event. I was like,
0: Fuck What's yeah, Lil Wayne dude. Doing there? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I love, love, there's a lot of, a lot of really interesting Lil Wayne facts out there. Like, um, he spent some jail time, uh, do it for something. I forget what it was. Uh, and he wrote like these detailed, like eloquent letters to, uh, an ESPN columnist talking about like the, this, whatever tennis championship, like Venus and Serena were in it. something (laughs) like, apparently he was a huge, like, and like really like insightful tennis fan like had had commentary on the match or whatever i it was, it was yeah, just like funny. just stuff you wouldn't expect from a guy named lil wayne you know what i'm saying yeah yeah the um, Wayne may be the best rapper chris i just want you to want you to say that so? out loud I he may so? be he may he, be the best rapper yeah
1: i don't have enough um experience to dispute you so
0: i just gotta assume you're right i think for anybody he's from, he's from
1: louisiana right oh yeah 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 he's okay. he's, for,
0: okay. he's from new orleans uh he's I, uh, I definitely think he's the best rapper from New Orleans. Uh, Mystical can do faster, but I don't think he's better. And also, Mystical likes to uh, sexually assault people and steal checks from them, which is very, I think a, that you definitely big become less of a good rapper
1: when you've got that on you. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> always, always like a little uh, sexual, a, a little excuse me, a little check fraud with my sexual assault. Yeah. That always shows a yeah, guy yeah, you're yeah, a classy yeah. person.
1: You keep the balanced out. Um, but yeah, like, so, I think that's I think about, the like, biggest concert you have ever been to.
0: Uh, maybe so I, I saw muse in uh in arizona when we lived out there that was pretty big that must have been pretty big right yeah. yeah i've been to i've seen tool two or three times um but it was at the new orleans arena um and i don't i don't even know that that's around anymore to be honest with you. i think one of the hurricanes got it uh but that, oh. i feel like that was like 20 or thirty thousand people i don't know um, i
1: saw my chemical romance on the first show of their black parade tour mm-hmm. i think it was the first show it was in Manchester, New Hampshire. I was like 15 or 16. This is a long time ago. That I thought that when, when you asked me if I've ever been to a big concert, that's what I thought. Um, but then I remembered Kanye. But I can't imagine that that many people were at this show. Like they were popular. They had already done. This was their third album. But I feel like it was Black Parade that made them go like super, super mainstream. Um, and that had just come out, so if like show number one of your tour isn't going to be crazy, I guess like, I could probably just Google this. I could yeah, probably find easy. the exact yeah. stats.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Orleans Arena can host, or as it's now known as the Smoothie King Center. God bless us all. Is a uh, is can is max capacity about eighteen thousand people. So and I've seen Tool there twice. I've seen Tori there once. I saw. Uh, Stained open up for corn at one point in my life at that concert at that venue. Damn, um, damn. Saw Lil Wayne there on his farewell tour. uh So that's you know that's twenty thousand people. That's that's probably the, the biggest concert that I've been to is twenty thousand people. I think. I,
1: so I found an article from MTV News published on December 18 thousand six. Uh, and it says the black parade begins. Mike and McGromans announce US tour dates. They uh trick kicks off February twenty second in Manchester, New Hampshire. Rise Against opened for them. Wow. This is Muse here, but Muse was not there. Rise Against was there. I remember that was the first time that I'd heard of them. Um this is not telling me how many i can't <laughs> believe that was the first show i've been saying that for years confidently it was the first show of the tour uh turns out it was i was
0: wasn't full of it why did how, they
1: start in new hampshire
0: how was uh because i bet it was a smaller video to work where the kinks out before they hit the big west right like it has gotta yeah. be um that
1: could make that would make sense
0: how was uh how was rise against
1: I remember that that was the first time I had heard them, and I remember thinking that that it was really cool because I was just starting to get into hardcore. And Rise Against isn't hardcore, but they're definitely more like aggressive and have more of that punk edge to them. Mm-hmm. So I remember being like, "This is fucking cool! <laughs> like this yeah. is this is you know energetic. This is lively." Uh, I bought their CD after the
0: show, so you know I there you it go, was good. there you go. Yeah, I like that band quite a bit. I, I haven't listened to them in forever.
1: Neither um, um, have I. But yeah, I dug them a lot when I you know around the time I saw them.
0: I wonder if anybody's done any uh, they've got that one song where they talk about angels or or whatever. I wonder if, if someone's done a Castiel mm-hmm. edit to to that. Certainly. Certainly. You think What's the name of that All song? Right. Is Something it is it angel. like the Angel?
1: Uh, hold on. I I okay. I I'm getting getting interesting typos here. Rise Again, Maya Angelou. That's not Rise Against. uh, (laughs) That's a different. There's. Like the Angel. No, wait.
0: I don't think that's the song, though. Mm -mm. Is it something about Halos or Wings or something? I know what
1: song you're talking about. I like that song.
0: Yeah, it's good. Like, it was one of their singles. Halos Against Halos. Like the Angel is
1: indeed a song by, by Rise Against. Mm hmm. But I feel like that's not the Oh no no,
0: song it's I'm it's thinking. called uh the good left undone. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's how fucking ruled. Gee, <laughs> <G-G-G-Y, laughs> why couldn't we remember the name of that one? Haven't heard that song in a long time though. All because uh, of I'm you, I believe on. in angels, not the kind with wings, no, not the kind with halos, the kind that you bring home when home becomes a strange place I follow your voice, all you have to do is shout it out. So, but probably not a lot of um yeah, yeah, yeah. cast edits to this, I bet. Since, there should know, be though. Do you think I should do the thing? I can. I've, I've got, a free, I got a free 40 got hours to, to get okay, into that. Okay, so
1: I, I just finally, after all this talk, Googled that arena that I saw them, and the venue can hold up to 11,000 people. A little different than what T Swift's pulling. So, My Chemical Romance in 2007, I think, that said. Um, was 11,000 people and it probably wasn't full. I remember we we didn't have like floor s- seats, there was no seats. It was, you would have just been standing. But I remember wanting to be down there cuz I'd never been to a show like that and like was like, you know, why are we up on the stands? This is boring. Um but there was a lot of room. They so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't popping up. Wow, this memory
0: is really just awakening it's, for me. It's right going, <laughs> it's going places, dude. He um, came
1: out on because they they was all theatrical and everything. So he came out like dressed in the in the hospital gown on a gurney. They pushed him out and then they played the whole album back to front. Um, what a time! What a time! It wasn't quite like the like pyramid. straight from egypt that kanye came out on.
0: (laughs) yeah i'm sure that was intense just a
1: different time they don't do it like that anymore they don't bring pyramids from egypt to you know boston
0: when I went to, uh, I think one of the coolest concert experiences I've had, and forgive me if I've told you this before, but um, me and some buddies were going to go see the Slackers, uh, which was a ska band. And all my buddies were into like old school ska stuff. And the Slackers were like old school ska. Like they weren't, you know, real big fish or anything, even though for real big fish, I think it was like kind of the same vibe as the Slackers. Yeah. But the Slackers were for, for whatever reason super cool. Man, um, cred. They had cred. And so we drove from Baton Rouge to New Orleans it's about an hour. Uh, we took mushrooms on the way. And um, I, I talked to a police source for a little while. I remember that. Um, and then we somehow got like lost in New Orleans on the way to the venue or something. Like I guess things that happen when you're on shrooms. Uh, and finally found the place to go in and uh, had not realized that the Slackers was opening for a band. Oh. Uh, so we had totally missed the band that we came to see, but the band that they were opening for was Flogging Molly, uh, and we had okay. like I guess not there wasn't really floor seats, but like there was a pit, and I was like fucked up on mushrooms, and I'm like, let's get in the pit. <laughs> like, you you do not want to be fucked
1: up on shrooms at the Flogging Molly. Dude, pit. I had the, it was the
0: best time. I had so much fun. Like it was, it wasn't like I feel they're like, a fun band. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a real fun band, and like the pit wasn't like violent or anything. It was just sure, a bunch sure, of dudes sure. like pushing each other around, and I was like, you
1: kind of skipping around pushing each. Alright, that's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was like uh careening around with their arms, like trying to clothesline people or anything. Like I've yeah. seen videos I, of like metal pit sometimes, and I'm like, y'all are y'all are doing too much. Yeah. I need to chill. The
1: first hardcore show I ever went to in my hometown, I was I was actually very nervous to go. I had like I wasn't part of the scene. I had gone to like concerts where I'm an attendee at this concert. When you go to like a show, like it's different, like you're part of it. And I was very nervous about that. The bands are just playing on the floor. And just like you said, it was an extreme pit right away. This dude that I know, I still know him, um, knocked a guy out clean, just took took knocked his lights out, and they dragged the man out, threw him out. Um, so it was pretty wild. I got kicked in the head in my very first show. Oof. Um, so... Yeah, I get it. I, it's a little intimidating to get in there, especially like I'm not that guy. Like I'm not that like
0: me either. Aggressive, yeah.
1: you know. I don't want to be like there was. There was definitely a time I, the band I always post about them, the Discord American Nightmare. I was obsessed with them, and um, the, on their show I would I went bananas and got you know punched a million times. But normally I'm not. That's not my vibe.
0: That's not the vibe that you're trying to go for.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to get punched and go bananas.
0: There is um, there is a. Uh, video posted on July 11th, 2011. It is, um, it has 155 views. <laughs> it has zero comments. Can we watch this together? Can we both just like turn this on together? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It is on. the good left undone. Would, would you want me to text this to you? What's the or, or Discord this to you? Probably Discord. Huh? Uh, yeah,
1: Discord it so I can click it on my computer.
0: Um, I'm gonna put it in our MOTW notes thing that we've never we never used. Is this?
1: Um, is it this show? Is it the one that I was
0: at? No, no, no. This is the the good left undone supernatural video. That I found, the one oh, on perfect, the internet. Perfect. <laughs> everybody. If you want to watch along with this, like, go queue up this video. I'll put it. I'll remember to put it in the show notes, and uh, I'll uh, you can you can hit play when me and Chris decide to hit play because I want to watch this. It I is. bet this is going to be hysterical.
1: Let me just. I'm gonna, all right. Whenever you're ready, let's hit play.
0: One, two, three, play. Okay. Wh- Whoa. Is it not? Are there no videos? Is it just? <laughs> I thought it's this just was going to be a video. A it's just stills. Also, oh, we are denied. Look how also, young these, these children are. I think
1: that I just realized it just like fixed my headphones. Oh. I've only had audio out of one ear for like over a year and a half, but I only wear these headphones when I record, so it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. But this does the guitar in either ear, and I just fucking <laughs> it just fixed my headphones. What's <laughs>
0: happening? I love that this is just stills.
1: It's just stills. It's just stills. Which is somehow.
0: Oh, my better. God. I love this Dean face when the chorus kicks in. Oh, the, just, <laughs> just a picture of Bobby. <laughs> what is the narrative, Riley? What is happening here? We've,
1: okay. All right.
0: There's just a naked guy. N- There's the Nude Cupid. Cupid. Yep. <laughs>
1: this wow. Is so, this what, is what so silly.
0: This should what? just be our content. Why we should just be watching videos. Why are the Winchesters wearing beanies?
1: Yeah, that was definitely a choice that they made. Okay,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop right now. Oh, I don't yeah, want to I don't want to okay. do all of this.
1: Riley Riley H13, if you're listening, not your best work.
0: That, no, I think you could have done better. I'm gonna leave a comment. <laughs> uh, let me change. Let all me change.
1: other all of their other uploads are just uh, Kirk Cobain music videos.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, love it. Um, so talking about like our content should be watching videos. Our friend uh, Mike Eagle. Uh, is starting his like Twitch What's the thing. Audience? He's your
1: friend. I don't know him. I can't claim that. Well, that friend name.
0: of the show, Mike Eagle. Um, I'm <laughs> I mean, friends I like enough. Him. I'm friends enough with him that uh, when I had posted in his Twitch chat with, under my Twitch handle, he knew it was me. <laughs> Dude, you chi- you chilled IRL. That's like I know. Huge. We chilled IRL. Uh, we did a video together. Everything is crazy. That's wild. Anyway, um, so yesterday he like said he was going to talk about MF Doom on his stream. So like I tuned in last night because uh, Autumn is out of town and I was like, let's watch this rando play, or, you know, talk about Doom. And what he was doing was playing a YouTube video that a guy made about MF Doom. And I, I'm i not a YouTube guy, Chris. I know, I think mm-hmm. you're way more of a YouTube guy than I am. Yeah, I watch all of YouTube. I don't, I don't like, I don't spelunk in the depths of YouTube. I'm very like surface level, like here's a music video, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, and this video was like, it wasn't just like a, a like a biography of mf doom um it wasn't a like a breakdown of his music It wasn't like a criticism thing uh I saw the first like 10 minutes that they watched and it was just like him like responding to uh memes i guess and i and i didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize that there were a lot of memes around MF Doom. And, like, he, this, and like there was one of them, because there's a pretty famous um, MF Doom song uh, called Accordion, um, where he says something about having more cheese than Doritos, Fritos, and Cheetos. Uh, and apparently, Great like, I've I've always heard that line. I've been like, okay, MF Doom, great. Uh, and then, but apparently that's a big thing. Like, apparently like there's memes like, you know, everybody says about MF Doom, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, MF Doom, Cheetos, Fritos and Doritos or whatever. And, like, I guess I'm making fun of him for the line. And this guy was like, you know, I think this, I think this meme does a lot more harm than it does good because, you know, this oh, meme damn. can lead people to not looking up MF Doom's music and his music is more than that. I'm like, what, why are you analyzing memes? Yeah. My, my brother in Christ, I don't understand. I, I, I get it though. I watched the uh, the full, you
1: know, the laughing scene from Final Fantasy X. Yes, I watched that full uh-huh. scene the other day, and I was like, "This is so fucking sad. The scene's so sad." And I was like, "But all we get is this." Stupid- all you get is the <laughs> meme. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh-huh. you know, what? I'm actually with this guy that you were about to fight. And I was about to fight him too, but now I'm on his side. Not,
0: no, you're on his side. Yeah, he. I mean, he yeah. was he was breaking down stuff, and then there apparently there's just a a totally different meme where they put the sound clip of. Uh, it, because there was that old 60s Fantastic Four cartoon, and there's a clip of Reed Richards saying MF Doom, um, and it's just like p- cartoons, like, you know, fucking Hank from H- Hill of the Hank, or whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah, Hill Hank. Yeah, Hill Hank. Sickle <laughs> the Hill House. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hank on the on, house on Hank Hill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, the house on Hank Hill. Yeah. Um, like, where he comes in, it's like, what are you watching? Or what, are you, what are you listening to? And he's like, and the, and the dude says, the little kid says, like, MF Doom or whatever. I don't know. Explaining memes is the stupidest shit in the world. But I I, I just was astonished that people spend their time doing this. And, like, having the history of memes is so fucking weird to me, dude. I just yeah. don't, I don't get it.
1: I have Googled memes to figure out what is this. What does yes. this mean? Where did this have, come from? I'm always absolutely. disappointed
0: when I find out the origin. Uh, I think I told you that uh, my buddy Gary texted me the other day and asked me for, what the origin of drip was, mm, <laughs> and mm. I was and I was like, number one, why are you coming to me? Why do you think that he's like well, yeah. you're you're more in touch with the with the youth? And I'm like, am I? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> also, I don't even think drip is, is even a youthful. I don't word think anymore. it is. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think drip for is guys our age. <laughs> It's for it's for dudes in their forties that have sneaker blogs. Like I don't know who's using yeah. trip. Oh man, I love I love I love figuring out slang though. I like slang. I don't like memes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They,
1: there's a there's a tight you know there's a tight Venn diagram with these things, but there is a difference. You know what I mean? There is a lot of crossover, but they are different. They are different. How do you
0: feel about Riz?
1: See, I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't really know what it means though. I think when you say Riz, I think like razzle dazzle like that's what makes me think
0: (laughs) yeah as best i can tell uh it's it means like you've got the charisma like the chariz- So that's kind of you kind of got, 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 yeah, yeah. r- got, got the you got the razzle dazzle the rizzle dizzle if you will oh no that sounds, I, I sounds weirdly appropriation single, when i do that i
2: can't
1: think of a single example but that i've been playing dragon quest 11 again and uh-huh. it just makes me think of all the weird like puns and stuff that they use in that oh, oh yeah. you know what it, i thought of it because the fire spell is called frizz which is kind of funny
0: <laughs> yes yes i like that one a lot that game is so good
1: Still trying to figure out what puff puff is,
0: but it um, uh, doesn't doesn't really matter, Chris.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's safe for work. Uh, There's
0: a there, there is a weird like horny component to that game that I'm not really into, but <laughs> it's it's, just... it's it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's a really excellent game. I'm enjoying it even more this time around because I already beat it. And like I already know the pacing, I already know how it goes. Uh, I ran into the other day Probably 10 metal slimes and killed them all in, oh. in the course of like 10, 15 minutes. Was not trying to grind, was not looking for them, was just, you know, on my way, kind of fighting monsters as they popped up. And, you know, as you know, the metal slimes give you like 10 times experience at least. So all of my characters are incredibly high level now. And I just, um, I just got, um, what's her name? Uh, jade and rab i got them in my in my mm-hmm. crew mm-hmm. and they're unfortunately way lower level because everyone else had been leveled up so fucking high didn't have this problem first time around everyone was always around the same level um do you remember not how i'm complaining
0: do you remember how excited i was when i got the guy that does the the boomerang stuff um, mm-hmm. And I was really hoping that I could use the Toomerang. I could do two Boomerangs at once. The, yeah. I, th- I feel like the game does it didn't not let, let me... you do a Toomerang. I don't think it lets you do a Toomerang for some reason. I feel like it just, I there's have, a limitation. I
1: just unlocked Dual Wield for Eric. Yeah, so. Eric. That's that I'm dude's also, name. <laughs> I yes. decided to play with the Japanese dub because it's new. It wasn't in the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, and half the time I'm, I'm not really paying attention anyway. Uh, they all have fucking different names.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, Japanese. yeah. You didn't so think like, this guy's yeah. name was Eric in Japan, it Chris? You didn't think that dude's His, name was Eric? I don't just know. I thought they would give him a
1: Western sounding name because it's you know like a western fantasy type i don't know i think his name is like kamui or something like that sure Mm -hmm. um jade's name is martina i don't know anybody else's that's the only two i remember
0: that's it that's (laughs) Uh, all you got
1: (laughs) those are straight up different names (laughs) why they change them i could say kamui i just said it twice
0: we should uh, we should we should talk about uh, Merlin because I think we've been talking oh, yeah. about concerts for a long time now. So.
1: Definitely, I could go off another twenty minute tangent about Dragon Quest. So yeah,
0: me and you let's... haven't talked for in a while, so I feel like we need, we need to do like a four hour catch yeah. up window.
1: <clears throat> we'll do a download of. Uh, I mean, we'll probably have to record again this week. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk tomorrow probably.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Berlin, Berlin.